Hello, history nerds and historians. My name is Christina, and this is After Mythology. This is where we talk about a little tidbit from mythology that's super fucked up. So the first day of spring is March 21st, and I really wanted to tell a myth about how ancient people viewed the changing of the seasons, or just a story that involved a deity associated with spring in some way, shape, or form. And I'm really indecisive and apparently a little bit of a masochist, so I decided to do three stories, a Celtic one, a Norse one, and a Greek one. I've already done my first one about the Celtic goddess of spring, Brigid. So this is Eftet Mythology Spring Edition, part two, Edune, the Norse goddess of spring, and her apples. So get your oh good god what the fuck faces ready. Although this story is less a fucked up social commentary and more of a I'm sorry they did what now? Loki and Honir were exploring the mountains near Jotunheim, the home of the giants. In these mountains, food was scarce and the gods were getting hangry. When they heard cattle, they found them in a grove full of beautiful life, undisturbed by man, and immediately they cut down a bunch of trees, dug a pit, built a fire, and murdered an ox. They buried it beneath the fire and covered it with coals, but when they checked to see if it was done after time had passed, it was still raw. So they buried it again, and again, when considerable time had passed, it was still raw. But wait, what's that sound? Thor asked. The three listen quietly, and the sound of uncontrollable laughter reaches their ears. Up in a tree was the largest eagle that you've ever seen in your entire life, and it was laughing hysterically at them. What the fuck is so funny? One of them asks. And Thor asks if it knows why their food isn't cooking. The eagle suggests that they just eat it raw, that that's the best way to eat it anyway. And as an eagle, I never cook my food. And Honir is like, we're fucking hungry. Are you going to help us or not? Because you can just fuck right off if not. The eagle says that it seems like they've been cursed, and this curse is causing the fire to lose all of its heat, but he might be able to help if they allow him to partake in his meal. So Loki is like, yeah, uh sure, you can have as much as you want, uh, just fix, fix our fire. I promise you can have as much as you want. So the eagle flew around and beat its massive wings, and it was like a fucking hurricane on the ground. The men were holding on to each other and any grounded objects so that they wouldn't fly away. And the wind made the coals grow bright and dance and spark. And when the eagle was done, he landed back in the tree and the meat was cooked. When they settled down to finally eat their meal, the giant eagle swooped down and began tearing at it. Loki was fucking pissed because after all that, this eagle is just going to eat all of their food and leave nothing for them. So he takes his spear and he strikes the side of the eagle with it and it flies off, bringing Loki with him and starts dragging Loki. The trees and the mountains are tearing at his legs and feet until Loki begs the eagle to put him down and try as he might, he cannot let go of the spear because there is some magic at work. 
Loki screamed at the eagle to stop, that the eagle was going to rip his limbs off and kill him if he didn't stop. And the eagle's like, maybe I will. What you gonna do about it? What you gonna give me, Loki? And Loki's like, I will give you anything. Please just put me down anything. And I like to think that the pansexual Loki offered him many things. But unfortunately, the eagle, at least in this translation that I read, didn't take him up on any of his offers. Instead, he said, I want Edune and her apple. Now, Edune's apples were special. They weren't just delicious apples that she grew and made into fritters and pies and used to keep doctors away. These were the golden apples of immortality. She carried them around in an ash wood box, and when one of the Norse gods felt themselves growing old and weak, she would give them an apple and their life would be restored. And that's why she celebrated as a goddess of spring. She restores life. She was extremely important. And if she were to ever disappear, the gods would cease to be gods and grow old and die relatively quickly. So Loki was apparently the one who just did that whole narration explanation for you because the eagle gets really frustrated and is like, so is that a no? Because if not, maybe my next stop will be the river and we'll do a little waterboarding. And Loki's like, no, 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 I'll, I'll do it. I will get, I will get you the apples. And without another word, the eagle dropped him back with Thor and Honir and Thor's just like, well, that was weird. And Loki agrees. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I really have no idea what that's about. So the next day, Edune is walking around Asgard with her apples, making sure that all the gods and goddesses were all right and weren't in need of her apples. When Loki approaches her and was like, yo, Edune, how are you? I'm so happy to see you. How are you? And she just looks at him and was like, you literally ignore me every single day. So what the fuck is going on and what the fuck do you want? And Loki just says that he needs an apple and that's all. Ejun inspects his face and tells him he doesn't need one. He still looks really young and healthy. And Loki says, no, 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 no. I, um, I just wear my age really, really well. <laughs> oh, I'm back. Oh, I ain't aging a bitch. Now about that apple. So she opens her box and she gives him an apple, which he devours enthusiastically, seeds and all. And is like, well, that was anticlimactic. I thought these apples would be so much better. Uh, it isn't anything like the apples that I had the other day. I mean, are you sure these are the apples of immortality? Because the apple that I ate the other day was so much better than this. And I think that you might be just a little bit full of shit. And Edune responds basically with, what the fuck are you talking about? These are the apples of fucking immortality. There aren't any apples that can even come close to this. These are the best apples. What the hell is wrong with you? Look, response, I'm just saying what I saw and what people are thinking. That's all. You don't have to attack me. And he starts to walk away when Edune stops him and asks where she could find these apparently superior apples. And Loki tells her that she'd just get lost and uh, it isn't that far so he can show her. And they start walking out of Asgard when then he stops her abruptly and is like, oh, um, pff, uh, 
how are we going to compare the apples? Because obviously you're going to say that yours are better than the ones that I found. So uh, we should probably like bring something to compare. Are you going to bring your apples with you? She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not just going to leave the apples of immortality unattended. Could you imagine what would happen if these were lost or stolen? All the gods would grow old and die pretty much immediately. So yeah, I'm going to take my apples with me. So they set off walking and a lot of time passes. And finally, Ijun tells him that she thinks that he's full of shit. And Loki is just like, I am so hurt. How dare you think that I am lying or trying to trick you or that I am bringing you into a trap and some creature is going to steal all your apples away. (gasps) What? What? Nothing? I didn't say anything. Uh, The apple tree is just over this hill by that pine tree with the giant eagle in it. And she remarks on the size of the eagle and how it seems to be growing the more they look at it, which is because it is coming straight fucking at them. And the eagle screams, I'm no eagle, but the frost giant, the Aussie in eagle form. And I have come to steal Ejun and her apples. She will be companion to my daughter, Scotty, and maybe one day she'll come down with a case of Stockholm Syndrome and I'll get to tap that. But regardless, I am taking our apples, and this will be the death of the gods. <laughs> I win. And he grabs Ejun, and he flies off with her, and Loki just stands there. And it's just like... <sighs> Bummer. All right, well, time to go home. Time passes, and the gods start growing old, and realize that no one's seen Ejun in a long time, but the last person to see her seems to be Loki. So Thor calls him in and asks what happened, and Loki is just like, what? Why would you ever, why would you even say that I had anything? I, I'm offended and appalled, good sir, that you think that I have anything to do with this. And all the gods are like, fuck her, you're not old like the rest of us. So clearly you were one of the last people to see her. And Loki says that he's actually really old, just as old, if not older than everyone else in the room. I just wear it really well. It's the moisturizer. It has SPF in it. Skincare is fundamental. And no one believes him. Freya screams from across the room that Thor needs to hit him again and that he's full of shit and that he knows exactly what happened to Ejun. But Odin, the Allfather, intervenes and tells Thor not to hit him. Loki thanks him. At least someone is being reasonable and sees that I have nothing to do with this. I mean, Ejun doesn't even like me. Why would she go anywhere with me? I don't deserve this kind of treatment. And Odin repeats to Thor not to hit Loki because he wants him to be in one piece and unbroken when they start torturing him. We might be old, but we can still torture the shit out of you, Loki. And he sends people off to start fires and sharpen the blades and gather the rocks. And Loki is like, uh, I, uh, well, so, um, so I didn't do it. But if I were to maybe uh, like figure out what happened that I had nothing to do with uh, and bring Ejun and her apples back. Could we maybe forget the whole torture 
thing. And Odin tells him that that's literally his only option, so... So Loki asks Freya for her coat made of falcon feathers, but Thor warns him to not just think that he's going to escape, because I don't care how old I am, I'll find you and I'll fucking end you with my hammer, because I am still extremely strong. And extremely fucking annoying. Loki responds, use that immense strength of yours and go chop down a bunch of fucking trees and make a giant pile of wood shavings outside the gates of Asgard and I will be right back. And with that, he puts on Freya's cloak and flies off to the land of the frost giants. When he gets there, he sees that Thiazi is off fishing. Thiazi, the giant, and not the giant in eagle form. He then found Ejune in her room crying, and he's like, Seize your tears, fair lady, for it is I, Loki, your savior, here to rescue you. And Ejune is like, Fat fucking chance, you dumb fuck. You're the whole reason I'm here. And Loki's like, Yeah, 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 you're right. But, um, that was past Loki, and this is present Loki. And present Loki is here to save you. I'm I'm a hero now. You you can call me a hero. You can you can go ahead and, and call me a hero. Okay, well anyway, I'm here to take you home. Do you have your apples? And Eugene says she's a fucking goddess of the Aesir, and where I go, the apples go. Loki's like, I mean a simple yes would have sufficed, but okay, let's go. And he turns her into a hazelnut and picks her up in his talon and flies off, which I actually really like for her because the hazelnut is a seed that grows into the hazel tree, which again associates her with spring, but it's still really weird. So Loki flies off with Ejun in nut form, and at the same time, Thiasi comes back and decides that he wants to go talk to Ejun and tease her about how all of her friends and family and probably her husband have wasted away and maybe she'll want to fuck him? When he gets up to her room, he sees that she's not there. But what he does see is a single falcon feather by the window and somehow immediately knows that it's Loki wearing Freya's cloak and immediately jumps out of the window and goes eagle like Maui and <laughs> transforms into his giant eagle. Fiasi was so much bigger than Loki, so he quickly caught up to them and in no time, Loki and Nut... Ejun are crossing the gates of Asgard and super old Thor and Freya light the wood shavings on fire. They burst into flames, a huge billowing flame, just as Thiazi tries to cross the gates. His feathers catch fire and he falls down to the earth, stunned and naked, and before he has time to transform himself back into his monstrous giant form, he is ended forever with a blow from Thor's hammer. So Ejun is reunited with her family and husband and the gods and goddesses all partake in the golden apples and regain their youth and everything is returned back to normal. And Loki is there like, hey, I did it. I brought her back. I'm a, I'm a hero. Hey, did you hear that, uh, that I'm a hero? I'm, I'm a hero. Shut the fuck up, Loki. Okay. Well, um, at least we're done with all this and we can move past it and i will have absolutely no repercussions for my actions and before he even finishes that sentence in the distance approaching asgard was scotty 
the daughter of Theazi adorned in her armor with weapons drawn. She told them that her father was the only thing in her life that mattered and the only thing that brought her joy and now it's all gone. And she would not stop until either he was avenged or she was appeased. So they sit down and they bargain back and forth very civilly. And it came to the conclusion that she would receive three things. First, she would be given a husband to replace the role of her father. Ew. So she chose her husband, but it wasn't just like, yep, you over there. I like you. I want to marry you. Because if she did do that, she would have picked the god Baljor, god of light and joy. She was like making googly eyes step across the room and like winking and nudging everyone who's next to her and trying to get his attention. He was not for it. So she was told that she was only allowed to choose her husband by their feet to make it fair. So all the gods line up and walk past her one by one, everything except their feet hidden behind a curtain. And when she saw the ones that she deemed the most beautiful, she exclaimed that that was the one. That was her husband. It had to be Baljor because nothing on him could be ugly and all the other feet were super ugly, which like, girl, <laughs> I feel you. I fucking hate feet. But it wasn't Baljor. It was Njord. And they were immediately married and the banquet began. Now there was the matter of the second stipulation that they would make her laugh again because she hadn't laughed since her father died. This task was left to Loki because... It was his fucking fault that they're even in this situation. Thor nudged him and told him to get to it already so they could just be done with this and go on with their lives. So Loki went outside to the stables and comes back in with a billy goat. And he ties one end of a rope to the billy goat's beard and the other end to his genitals. And then began the most painful and unnecessary tug of war in all of mythology. All of the gods laughed, but Scotty was not amused until the goat and Loki fought over the rope so hard that it snapped and the pressure of it made Loki fly through the air and land right in Scotty's lap, clutching his genitals and crying and whimpering. This made Scotty laugh, a good, proper belly laugh, and she reached out and squeezed her husband's hand for the first time. With his job done, he limped away to nurse his wounds with his tail tucked between his legs. (laughs) And now it was time for the final clause that they promised her that her father would never be forgotten. So they took Scotty outside to the funeral pyre of her father and took both of his eyes and threw them into the stars. And even now, if you look up, you can see the two twin stars shining down at you. So that's the story of Ejun and her apples. She doesn't have too large of a role because she is a lesser goddess in mythology. Um, I found that even though she has a really important role in the lives of the Norse gods, she's not really talked about much. But this myth is also fun because it goes to show how nutty these myths can be. Uh, get it? Because Edun was turned into a nut. Uh. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today. If there is a story from history or mythology that you would like to hear me talk about, please reach out. I'm always looking for new ideas. And if you like what you heard today, please consider subscribing. That way you can get notified when I release my other spring myth that will be coming out soon. And remember, history may be watching you, so don't 
fuck it up. Bye.